Welcome back, BetMGM the night. Ryan Horvath, Trish the Crick, getting you set for the NBA draft, talking some college football, a little bit of NFL, but mostly, mainly the NBA draft, which I can't wait for on Thursday night. Could be a good night, could be a bad night. Trista's a Blazers fan, so third overall pick. I'm a Bulls fan, so I'm in hell for the next probably five <laughs> to ten years, probably the next two decades, to be honest. But as long as I can win some bets, I'll be happy. So let's get the latest on the NBA draft. We'll do that right now with Sean Hyken. You can follow him on Twitter at Hyken, Rose Garden Report. Sean, how you been, man? Thanks for joining us tonight. Doing all right. Thanks for having me. So we all know who's going number one overall. Uh, number two, obviously right now, belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. Number three, the Portland Trailblazers. What's the latest that you're hearing that Charlotte would do at number two? Would it be Brandon Miller? Would it be Scoop? Uh, which direction do you see them going tomorrow night or Thursday night? I am still scarred from what happened last year at the number one overall pick. I mean, all of the intel right now, everything I've heard is that they like Brandon Miller. That's been the case since the night of the lottery once they moved mm-hmm. up to number two, that that's, that that's where they were leaning. That's where it's been since then. But I just, you know, any, I'm sure anybody who... You know, I personally wasn't betting on anything last year, but I'm sure you guys all, you know, remember very well what happened last year when it was a lock that Jabari Smith was going to go number one. And then, like, 12 hours before the draft, the lines just shifted radically, and suddenly Paolo Bancaro is going to be the number one pick and then ends up being the number one pick. So I'm not going to 100% believe anything until they make it official. But as of right now, everything you're hearing is that Brandon Miller is the guy for Charlotte. Say that they do give us the okie doke. Sean, which is what mm-hmm. me, the Portland Trailblazer fan, since I was six years old, feels is going to happen. I feel like there's really not been a lot of news about how the Blazers organization feels about Brandon Miller. Obviously, he came in late. They, they worked out both Thompson twins before him. They worked out Cam Whitmore before him. Do you have intel in terms of just if if Brandon Miller were, were to fall to three, how Portland would feel about that? I think they'd be very happy if that happened right right now uh, like I don't I don't have a feel on between Scoot and Miller who they would prefer obviously if the plan is to make the pick and then somehow still convince Damian Lillard that that's the thing you know that that it's worth sticking around I you know Miller would be the cleaner fit as far as you know positionally there's not as much overlap there I do know that it's going to be between one of those two. Whichever one Charlotte, if they do keep the pick, whichever one of those two Charlotte doesn't take is who they're going to take. I wouldn't expect them to go off the board and take one of the twins or take Cam Whitmore. I think they, like most front offices, view it as, obviously, Wembenyama is in his own tier. You take him out of the conversation because there's no drama at all about what San Antonio is going to do. But I think Portland is in line with most other front offices thinking that Scoot and Miller are kind of on their own tier, and then there's a little bit of a gap between uh, anybody else. So whichever one of Scoot or Miller Charlotte doesn't take, if if Portland uses the pick, they're going to be very very happy to get. What do you think that fit would look like, Scoot and Dame in the same backcourt? Would you like that? Do you think Dame would like that? Well, those are two very different questions, and I think that uh, (laughs) one, one person's opinion about this matters a lot more than anybody else's, and I, I... I think there are people in the Blazers organization that think that they would be able to play together. Scouts and you know draft analysts that I've talked to think that they would be able to play together. I'm not sure how much Dame feels that way, and that's obviously you know the person whose opinion matters the most in in here. So that's kind of where I would go there. Miller, I don't know how Dame feels about Miller. I do know that he was at all of these pre-draft workouts that they've had with all of the different, especially the lottery. Uh, level guys that they brought in, whether it's those two or the twins or Whitmore. 
He's been there, so he's seen them all up close. Presumably, he's talked to them. I'm sure he has thoughts because he watches as much basketball as anybody, and he has thoughts about everybody. But I don't know how he feels about Brandon Miller. I just know that, in general, I have heard that keeping the pick is not an outcome that's going to work for people on his in, in his camp. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and we keep seeing in the news that – you know that the Blazers are trying to put together a massive package uh, to get somebody to pair with Dame that's going to make this team a contender. Uh, in your world, what are those players that are highly coveted that you could see the Blazers going after, whether they're successful or not? It's not a very long list, like because the thing you have to keep in mind, and I think, you know, them them making it known that they're ready to use the pick part of that is posturing and part of it is just like that's how you're supposed to negotiate is hey you know if you don't make us a good enough offer we're happy to keep the pick but they also I think feel like with the new CBA you just saw what Phoenix did trading for Bradley Beal now you have three guys with you know him Duran and Booker making a ton of money and you basically are over that second apron that's going to kick in in the new CBA and so now you have you know so much more limited ability to build the roster I think they genuinely do, besides it being like a good negotiating tactic, they do genuinely feel like having a potential star like a Scoot Henderson or a Brandon Miller on a rookie scale deal makes it a lot easier to build the rest of the roster around, you know, Damian Lillard, who's making what he's making, and Jeremy Grant, who I still expect that they're going to re-sign. Then let's say you trade for just, you know, just for one name that they've been connected to, like Pascal Siakam, who on his next contract is going to be making, you know, $45, $50 million a year. If you have Dame Siakam and Jeremy Grant making what they're making, suddenly your options are a lot more limited. So it had better be a good enough player that's worth doing that and compromising some of your depth and compromising the flexibility in order to do that. So Siakam is somebody that I think in a vacuum they would be interested in, but the contract stuff is kind of a question mark there. Mikhail Bridges, I think, is still the, you know, plan A and like the guy that Dame would want. As of right now, I don't think that Brooklyn is really open to moving him at, at, at this point. That I haven't heard anything to suggest that their stance has changed on that. But if that became available, that's something I think they would jump at because I think that's the one that checks all the boxes. The one that's really interesting to me that I think might actually have a shot if Scoot is there at three is the situation with New Orleans. And I think that that's something that they would look at pretty seriously. Really? Wow. That's incredible. For Zion? Yes. Or, yes. I, don't think, I don't think they're that interested in Ingram. I don't think they view Ingram as like the kind of needle mover, ceiling raiser. Like, he's a good player, but he's not changing your world. I think you're taking the obviously there is a ton of risk with zion there's a ton of question marks you know the injury history the stuff about his work ethic the the weight stuff every you know all the stuff all the stuff that's the reason that he might even be available in the first place is why it's a risk but from an upside standpoint you know you're making the bet you're taking the gamble that you know being around dame is going to be a good influence on him as far as starting to take some of that stuff more seriously and you know getting into a different situation where there's a little bit more structure and dame has run that locker room and that culture for 10 years and there are certain standards for you know how guys have to carry themselves and how hard they have to work that he'll be able to you know get in the kind of shape he needs to get into and be able to stay on the court and then the idea of dame and zion together would be pretty dangerous that's the gamble that you're making but i think that's a swing that they would take if the if the other parts of the deal were right. 
Good, good strip clubs, as we know, uh, Sean, in Portland, some of the best. I am curious. So Zion would work for Zion, potentially, as well. I am curious, though. He's you, a father now, Trista. He's okay. a father now that does not preclude Going for outside activities. Uh, all jokes aside, though, given the fact that how difficult it is to construct a roster to win with big star trades like you mentioned, and Dame knows all this, is there any way that they could convince Dame to stick around for the long haul if they take someone at three that they think might develop into an all, all-star all player like Jaw did within two seasons? You'd have to ask. That's a, that's a conversation that Dame and Joe Crone and the general manager are going to have to have. I think, you know, everything that Dame has said consistently for years, every single time he's asked about it, and he has been asked about it a lot, he truly does want to play his entire career in Portland and he does not he is not looking for an excuse to leave he's looking for you know do enough that I will feel okay about not thinking I need to go somewhere else to contend and he's not even saying you have to you know make a move that's going to make us a title favorite because I don't think that move is out there he just wants you know you look at you look at the landscape of the west you know obviously Denver is still going to be just as good as they were last year or this year when they just won a championship I don't see any reason why that's going to change but you look at the rest of the teams the Warriors are kind of getting older kind of at the near the end of their run the Clippers always have a lot of injury concerns the Lakers who knows what that's going to look like if LeBron is back if they they're always going to have health concerns uh Memphis with John Morant being suspended you know they're I don't think they're going to be a two seed again you go down the list there's not you know Phoenix you know they they obviously are so top heavy that was kind of their issue in the playoffs and now that's even more of an issue like you go down the list and you can if you're any of these teams not just Portland but Sacramento or you know Utah Oklahoma City any of these teams it's very easy to talk yourself into you know, if you're Dame, if we get Pascal Siakam and re-sign Jeremy Grant, why can't we be a top four seed in the West? Like, it's very easy to talk yourself into that because there's no Kevin Durant Warriors type of team in the conference that, like, nobody's ever even going to be able to compete with. So I think Dame would like for them to do enough that he can feel like they at least have a shot. Now, I don't know if there's a way. I think the Blazers would love for there to be a way for them to maybe use Anthony Simons and use, you know, the number 23 pick and future picks and stuff like that. As far as I know, everything is on the table except for Shaden Sharp when it comes to yeah. trades that they're that they're thinking about as far as adding veteran talent. Shaden, I was told, is completely not, you know, open to being included in any of these trade packages. But anything else, like any other player, Nurkic, Simons, you know, Nasir Little, anybody else on the roster – plus whatever future picks or even the third pick if it's a good enough offer they're open to moving to put talent around Dame so if there's a way that they can do enough to get more guys that he likes and get the roster to where he would like it to be while also using the third pick maybe there's a way that they can do that but I mean you know I I I don't know how likely that is and if they're not able to do that Sean do you think it's more likely he gets moved this summer or around the trade deadline uh next year that's a good question because right now there's no trade that makes sense because the two teams that he's kind of been connected to are Miami and Brooklyn. Neither of them, I don't think, really have anything compelling to offer. I don't think like Tyler Hero and a bunch of like far out first round picks is really going to get anything done there or like it from Brooklyn's end, Ben Simmons and some Phoenix picks that you don't know if they're going to be very good or not. I don't think there's really a team out there that both has enough to get Dame and feel like Portland's getting fair value while also having enough left over 
to have them still be contenders once he gets there. And, you know, Dame is a smart guy and he knows the salary cap and he knows the, you know, landscape around the league. And I also don't think Dame is really, you know, personality-wise, he's not James Harden. He's not Jimmy Butler. He's not going to make it into an issue where he, like, doesn't come to training camp or, you know, makes it into a distraction. And I think I think it, there's a chance they'd be able to play it more like Brooklyn did with Kevin Durant last summer where he wants a trade, they don't really get a deal they like, they hang on to him, they, you know, eventually get him to come back around, and then when, you know, the Kyrie stuff blows up, they revisit it, and then they're still able to get a lot from uh, from Phoenix for KD. So I think that's more how it would go if it does come to that. They're not going to just give him away for pennies on the dollar, I don't think. Yeah. You mentioned Shaden Sharp being untouchable. I think he's my favorite young player in the NBA. I think he could be some version of like Kobe Bryant and T Mac. Like he's just he's just really somebody I feel super excited about for the Blazers. If he was in this year's draft, knowing everything that we know about him, say he plays for Kentucky and he has good numbers, do you think he usurps Brandon Miller or Scoot? Like where would you put him in this year's draft? I think he's right in that competition. I don't know if I I don't know if he's, you know, in that top three, probably somewhere sliding into that, like maybe like around where the twins are or Cam Whitmore. I don't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really thought about that, that question in a lot of depth, but I think he'd be pretty high up there. And they, they certainly feel like he's whatever direction they go, if they are able to get veteran talent and build around Dame, or if they do eventually decide to pivot and rebuild either way, they feel like he's going to be a big part of what they're doing going forward. What would you like to see him? They also have pick 23, which, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's pick 23 in the NBA draft, but what would you like to see him do there? I think it's out of all of the picks that they have, I think that is the most likely one that gets moved because that's, you know, you're not going to get like a star for the 23rd pick, but that's the kind of pick that, you know, a team, you know, as, as I kind of mentioned with the new CBA and, you know, it become becoming cost prohibitive for teams to have a ton of veterans. That's one where, you know, teams are going to want to, you know, bring in somebody on a rookie scale deal and you might be able to get another veteran at a little bit of a lower cost. Like, I would expect that pick to be moved. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, always do a great job. Ever since uh, I was reading your work on Derrick Rose's ACL, where can the people find you right now? Tell them a little bit about the Rose Garden Report. Rosegardenreport.com. Subscribe. Paid subscriptions as well as free subscriptions. Most of the stuff is behind the paywall. The podcast is just free on Apple and Spotify and YouTube and all the usual platforms. Thanks good so stuff, much, man. Enjoy good the draft. stuff b- behind the paywall. I am a paid subscriber. I know you are. I appreciate that, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to see it all. Thanks, Sean. So I really lying. appreciate it, man. Take care, Sean. Yeah.